All right, hi, Steve. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Uh, now, Linda was telling me that uh, you're in the Coast Guard, and uh, I don't really know much, I guess, about that. How did you get into that, and uh, what do you guys do? Okay. Maybe I should tell you a little bit about who I am with. Sure. There are basically two divisions of the Coast Guard. There is the regular Coast Guard that we've known forever with the big ships with the white stripe down them. Mm -hmm. um, as, uh, as time has gone on and budget, budgets have changed, um, so has the role of the Coast Guard and there's been a new development now which is called the Coast Guard Auxiliary. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that's when I'm the, I'm the uh, base commander of an auxiliary unit in Gibsons. I run, a, I run a Coast Guard auxiliary unit. And our job is is primarily search and rescue. That's virtually all we do is search and rescue. Okay, Whereas people, boats that have gone missing or... Boats like have that? gone missing, people that have gone missing. Um, uh, typically, uh, we've done three uh, people that have jumped off the ferry last half year. We have um, spent the last week uh, keeping uh, a 50-foot boat afloat to avoid an oil spill and avoid it sinking in a in a in a waterway a, 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 a heavily used waterway okay like um, a commercial laneway I guess. commercial lane yep. we've pulled two windsurfers out of the water that have got too far out and have become exhausted and uh, in the last week um, we do a lot of uh, towing where people can't read a fuel gauge <laughs> and um, probably much uh, much more than we probably think more than more than you think that's that's a big part of uh, seems to be a big part of our normal weekend would this be for instance Sewell's boat rent like boat rentals and that I imagine that the boat owners are probably a little more savvy with this with the boat with Sewell's our biggest uh, our biggest call out on the Sewell stuff is where am I <laughs> and they'll they'll go alongside a boat and say we need help and uh, and so we'll come out and direct them home huh uh, yeah so um, uh, regular Coast Guard is more into enforcement um, fisheries habitat and enforcement thereof what about uh, I know in the states the Coast Guard does a lot of uh, narcotics work I, I think yeah does that does that happen much we don't do either Coast Guard branch that we don't do we don't carry guns we don't do any enforcement but we transport because there's no other there's no other reasonable way to do it we transport RCMP RCMP do all the enforcement on the coast oh, okay. yeah so our, we're quite different than the American Coast Guard, who have machine guns on the on the bows of their boats. We don't we don't do that, except when we do movies with our boats. Gotcha. And they put them on for a week. So uh, we transport our CMP. Yeah. Are there certain Coast Guard boats that would always have an RCMP on on board? No, they would. Cause or do they have their own boats? Maybe. RCMP have their their uh, their three big catamarans that they run on the west coast, um, and. They're used. They're used, uh, obviously, for RCMP enforcement when they need boats outside of three vessels. Which is not, with the amount of coastline we have, three vessels is not a lot of boats. Mm -hmm. So when they need additional boats, they they use the Coast Guard Auxiliary primarily. Yeah. Okay. Um, right now, I remember a few years ago the stories of the uh, the boats coming over loaded with, uh, with I guess. Alleged illegal immigrants. That's right. Were you? Were you? Were you was your unit uh, involved in that? Your your division? Yeah, uh, my particular division wasn't, but a, a, a unit further up north was, okay. and uh, everything that would float in that community was used to to um, get the immigrants off the boat and transport them into Victoria, where they were. Uh, I think it was Victoria, where they were kept in a barracks. If I'm wrong, it was Jericho. I think there were actually two incidents, but. 
um, our units were used to um, get the people off the boats and get them into uh, safe quarters. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh. Um, so you guys don't do enforcement, but uh, do you find um, you know, illegal fishermen and, and do, do you call that in? When Again, violating now, there's another branch we haven't discussed, which is which is fisheries, and they they carry guns, um, um, and they they come alongside in their own boats and check you for a fishing license, and if you don't have one, they can write tickets and impound your boat. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our, the auxiliary role, again, which, which is my responsibility, is um, safety, water safety, and, and the enforcement that we do, we do come alongside, but we, we come up with a of, of friendliness. Um, do, do you carry enough life jackets? Are they are they right for the people on board? If your boat were to go down in a minute, what would you what resources would you have to look after yourself? Do you carry a portable radio that's waterproof on your person? Um, do you have flares and that sort of thing? And our whole uh, approach is that of recommendation, and we also have a division of, of professionals that go out and. Um, uh, you have to ask for it, and we will come on and do a, a free uh, courtesy examination, where we go through the whole boat. So, like a boat owner, maybe maybe doesn't know yep. a lot about what he's yep. doing. Many boat owners, as long as you approach them without a gun, um, are quite <laughs> happy to uh, to have us tell them what they should have. Uh, nobody wants their family to die. No, I hope uh, not. So, uh, and uh, uh, where this uh, a big piece of that work comes from the yacht clubs, who are very aware of this. So, at the beginning of every year, the yacht clubs will have on the 20, on the long May weekend, for instance, they'll have a huge gathering at the, one of their outstations, and we'll send a dozen of our inspectors in, and they volunteer. They invite us, and we spend the day there, and we go through all their boats and show them where they're where they're great and where they're that's no, okay. No, don't worry about it. and where they're. Uh, just start up. Just start up again. Okay. No, no, no. I'll just cut that. I'll just cut that out. It's fine. Okay. Um, cut and paste on the computer. It's simple. Yeah, you seem <laughs> to be very uh, well, uh, very well equipped in technology. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. So um, uh, our so main roles again: search and rescue, and uh, and water safety, boating safety. Boating safety is a big. Uh, it's it's a division that we're trying to grow from the auxiliary side. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and I see those uh, yacht races, I guess, or mm-hmm. not yacht races, I guess it would be sailboat, sailboat races. races yes. Yeah. Is there ever lots of trouble with those? Or They look after themselves primarily, um, depending on... I'm impressed at how good this was. Oh, look oh, at that. That is so cool. Thank you. Thank you, dude. <laughs> so my dinner's coming. Um, we, um, if we're asked to, we will patrol those races, but essentially we go on the busy, busy weekends when you see all those sails everywhere. We go on patrol and we stand by um, looking for, uh, I mean, awaiting, waiting calls. Those boats usually have radios on them. But for the most part, they have their own power boats that come out with them. Okay. And they have their own closed channel and they talk to each other. And if it's a party deal themselves, if it's hurt or they go in the water, then it's our, mm-hmm. then it's our turn. And uh, we can bring in the hovercraft. Uh, we have a huge uh, hovercraft that we use for evacuations. That's another part of our work is we evacuate DOAs and people that are hurt on the islands and in areas where they're not accessible to the normal ambulance system. So we come and get them. Yeah. There's one quick question before I let you get into this one. Yeah. Uh, now, do you think most boaters are fully equipped? When you give a seminar to somebody or, or, or go to someone's boat, are those boats? I, no. I would assume that they wouldn't be for no, some reason. Not. Most people are probably quite well intentioned, 
Um, but, you know, it's not uncommon to see a $50,000 boat, but they won't spend the money on, on uh, you know, uh, $3,000 worth of equipment that'll keep the family alive. Mm -hmm. um, when I do talks, one of, the, one of the statistics that I'm using currently is that 80% of the people that were dead in the water that we recovered, not saved, but recovered, 80% of them, that incident would have been a story to tell their kids had they been carrying a waterproof radio. Everybody thinks the life jacket That's is the beginning and the end of it. I'd never, I don't go in the water a lot, but yeah. I, I wouldn't even think about a radio. A life jacket, we say, I said I said one day to the press and they quoted me, which was a little insensitive to the, to the bereaved family. A life jacket after an hour simply makes the bodies easier for us to find. You can't survive in this water. You know, a hot summer day, you might survive two hours, but... but you're, you're just talking about temperature-wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if we don't know you're in trouble, we can't help you. If we do know you're in trouble, I can guarantee you we will we will save your life. Well, okay. I'll let you get at uh, your meal there. Thanks, Steve. Okay. My pleasure. Yeah. Thanks very much. Okay. What's going on? Yeah, have a night, Good, you? Good. <laughs> Look at this. How's work going? I'm busy.